Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today's episode, you know, we all have to deal with people in life. And I'm going to talk about that in aura color, how to get what you want from people based on their aura colors, what people's turnoffs are in aura color, just so we can have more productive relationships with all the people in our lives. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. What's going on? Not much. So we're, this is kind of try to how to manipulate people or what's going on here? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I got the uh, idea because yeah. on the Miss Michaela spiritual uh, Facebook group, spiritual family Facebook group, somebody said, you know, she's a consultant and, and she deals with red people a lot. And she was like, I need tips. I need tips on dealing with red people. We're not understanding each other. And me, who has two reds in my home, mm-hmm. you and, and Bree, and another woman who is a red aura, we're like helping her out. And so I just was like, that's funny. You know what I mean? Because like we, we come across people in our lives we have to deal with, and maybe it's not their fault they're a certain way. It's just their aura color. So you can kind of, yeah, we need, yes, manipulate people. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> what, what I gather is there's going to be some stuff, obviously, about me being a red and okay. what I do. I mean, are we going to go purple indigo here? Because I, well, I got some stuff. I was going to tell a story about the drapes. Okay. Okay. All right. I think I know that one. All right. So I'll save it for that. But so you have free reign, you know, have your marital issue right now, hash it out or explain our marital issue that you have with me. Go. Okay. Well, no, I don't have any. Oh. No, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, let me think. Well, I can think of two. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Two. That was really quick. Yeah. Just, like nothing. Actually eight. Yeah. Okay. The, I, oh, you're taking out notes. My God, you've been writing these down. I did. No, I did. Okay. No, you didn't. I'm joking. All right. All right. So I, the first one is, I mean, okay. And again, this isn't really your fault. It, it's when, let's say, you know, I know something logically. Uh-huh. And then you put your psychic take on it. Oh, my purple. Which, yeah, yeah. And it has no logic to yeah. it. And I just don't get it. So, like, let me give you an example. Like, you know, let's say I'm trying to book you on a show. Right. And the person will, you know, I write to them. They write back, oh, yeah, we'd love to have her on. You know, this is going to all work out. It's fantastic. And then I bring, I present it to you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're going you're to go on this. this. Is the date, the time? Are you good? Is everything? And you're, then you're just like, no, that's not happening. And I'm like, what do you mean that's not happening? Because I have it right in the email. It's yeah. logical. They just told me, like, you're going to be on at this time. They want you, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, it's not happening. So then, you know, I get annoyed and, like, what do you, I'm like, you, know, you shoot the messenger. Right. And, uh, you know, I go, and then, you know, it doesn't happen. They ghost or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, di- yeah. And I could just tell. No, but, like, I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. Like, and you get so upset, and I'm not upset. It's just, it is what it is. Right. But you get, you're like, but why? Why? I'm like, I don't know. It's just not happening. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but I do that with people too. Like I'll no, be like, no. you know, and, and I hear this a lot from other clients. So I know this is a purple person thing. It's like you just get a bad vibe about somebody. So I'll be like, Scott, I got a bad vibe about this person. What are you talking about? They're da 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 da. And then like you know, in a month or two, they show you they're crazy, and you're like, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, I told you. No, no, and and, that, and that's <laughs> I don't the know thing. why. In, in the moment that I'm living in, and in the world that I live in, it's very logical, that's and it doesn't make any sense. Yes. And then, and then, you know, what the problem is part of me knows that you're right because, I mean, the, your accuracy rate is like 99.99%. So every time you this set, you do these kind of things, it always, like, know, like but, you said, a month later, but three I understand. weeks later. Like in the moment, you get very frustrated. And yeah. then I think like you always want to know, well, why? Right. And, and I think if we were like early, early, earlier on in our relationship, if we were starting to talk about these things, I 
when I didn't understand myself and my gifts as well and how to explain it to you and you didn't understand that either, I think that was more, there were more arguments about it too. Yeah. Now I've just, for sure. I have acquiesced. I mean, I just like, if you tell me like, no, that's not happening, I'm just like, okay. And I just accept it. So, and I move on now. But I listen to you more too because like I, I, that would work opposite. Like I'd hang out with crazy, wacky people or toxic people, and you'd be like, "Megan, no, like don't do that." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? There's so much fun." And da, 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 da. and and I wouldn't pay attention to your red logical. Like these are all the reasons why this person's nuts. Yeah, kind of thing. And I was just paying attention to the fun things that they were feeding. You know, the to- that's that's been a journey. Yeah. So well, we, those I'm good at picking out. Yeah, I can I can pick those. I can smell those out of my. You can smell out mar- narcissists. Yeah, narcissists. Yeah, and I like have that thing where I'm co- like constantly attracted to them, and I'm working on it. But you're not. Like it's almost like you are kryptonite to them. They hate you, and you hate them immediately. <laughs> they, they really do. Like immediate. Like upon first contact. Like if you want to know what a narcissist is, throw Scott in the room, and they'll all tell you how much they hate Scott. And those are all narcissists, yeah. unless you're the narcissist. Oh. oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, at the holidays, I, I am. Only at the holidays. <laughs> on the holiday times. Only at Christmas. I'm going to Roasties. <laughs> New Year's Eve. Only at Christmas. If it's not Christmas, we can trust you. Right. Or New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. I mean, whatever. <sighs> they, it, I, 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 they know that I'm onto them. That's the yeah. thing. They know I'm yeah, onto yeah. them. <laughs> My logic is too strong for them. <laughs> yeah. And they can't handle it. And they try to circumvent me and get to you. <laughs> And that's it, been our whole life together. Yeah, right. Oh, the, the, so funny. the circumventing narcissist <laughs> that just tries to go around the wall that is Scott, the red think, wall that's Scott. I think every and get to you. empath needs like a, a, a wall of yeah, some sort, yeah. like a green and or red and or a very aware purple wall. Yes. I agree. <sighs> All, All right. right. So, so what's so, the second thing? So that's you've the, that's the first me. one. But again, I've kind of given that you one don't seem up that and, angry. Yeah. You know, I, like, want, I want your rage, Scott. Give me a rage. All right. If, Okay, if there's going to be a rage one, it's the cats. Okay, you are a cat enabler. It's the cats. Okay, at one point, and and, you know, I know, like, I I, I feel bad saying this. The biggest stress in my life was Rocky. You you know, imagine a cat is the biggest stress in your life. I mean, that's a good thing, actually. Uh, No, that just says a lot about Rocky. Yeah, I mean, and it all started, and Mm. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know I was getting into this with the cats. (laughs) You didn't. Way back when, and the first one was Rowie. Okay, he was a stray. You can't even stop laughing here. I'm sorry. You're enabling the story. Okay, you Uh, even enable him in spirit. I have I have toxic relationships with cats. It's the only ones I'll put up with. Okay. Well, okay. So Rowie was actually a stray. Your parents was hanging out your old your parents' house in Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, They didn't want him. So apparently, he just showed up on in my house one day. Well, they were like, "You're taking him," and I said, "Okay." Right. So we took him, and let me tell you, me and this cat. Were I don't know how, how would you even say it? Like we were just mortal enemies. You were mortal enemies. Yeah. I mean, he hated you and you hated him. He, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, we he would like swat at me. He, he tried would, to kill you often. He tried to kill me. <laughs> that one time with the other cat frisbee. That's a whole another story. Which oh, we we've told. told that one, yeah, yes. we told. He did. I will give him that he was not he in on the plot to kill. Literally us. trying to kill you. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like straight forward. The other cat. I forget what episode we explained that. He in, would do like yeah. he'd like get me in a corner yeah. and do this like huffing noise. He used to do these. <laughs> he used to do um, that. It was weird. He would pee on things. All the that, all, that were only mine. your things. My things only. Only your things. I mean, I'm gonna admit this right now. I think you know this, but one time I had to get him back because he kept peeing on my things. <laughs> he did. And I actually took his water bowl and I peed in that. Scott's 
well, I change that thing every day, so there's no way to okay. suffer for long. So, <laughs> you know, there was this time, you know, like I, I just I wanted to get him, get rid of him, and yeah. you know, you had him, and you were carrying him like a baby. And oh my god! I remember that you were like screaming at me, like we're, it's me or the cat. Right. Like you said that, like, and you weren't joking. I was not. What and and what? I took the cat into the bedroom and I shut the door and this is what I hear. I, you knew me longer, Megan. <laughs> 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 and I guess you didn't leave. I guess like you you didn't make good on your threat. So we kept rowing, and he was like right. the best cat. Fourteen years we had that wonderful yeah. cat. I can't. You can't even talk about him. It's so sad. No, now he's you know Saint yeah. Rowie. Now he's a saint. He goes down as a saint. <laughs> he was such a bad we moved cat him at from first. Buffalo to Florida. He was so good. He was so smart. Yeah, we became no, best is, friends. It's true though. I'm I'm a terrible cat enabler. It's yeah. true. And and the cat we have now, Rocky. Oh my god. Who no. was we named him as a joke because. Somebody threw him out a car window and a mutual friend, I don't know, I got him from somebody or whatever. Or so he was like, I don't know, four weeks old. Somebody threw him out of a car window and he was like this, he didn't even, I mean, he couldn't even eat nothing. So we're like, oh, we're going to name you Rocky because you're so fragile and little and you're going to fight through this. Well, he was fine. Like he turned into an absolute psychopath. No, he's a psycho. He really is. Like I've never met a cat more crazy than this cat. Yeah. I mean, um, bites, but I scratches. He's, he attacks neighborhood children. He, he, he eats, won't stay inside. He eats animals, like he's, rats, no, he's, mice. He he did solve everything. our roof rat problem. He, he did. He did. Um, no, but like seriously, like he's nuts, and I can't help but be this like enabler to him. Like if anybody talks to me about my cat negatively, I get more angry if somebody talks about you or the kids. Yeah, it, that's the truth. What is that? Is it my indigo? Because he can't speak up for yeah. himself. Yeah. And I cannot, like, you're going to take a cat personally? Like, all the neighbors coming at me. You're going to take my cat personal? Like, stay away. It's a cat. You know what I mean? You're, you're an indigo cat lady. <laughs> and then I now- can't handle it when people talk bad about my cat. I get really, 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 it's the only place I get fired up. And now we have another cat. Dusty. Dusty is our rescue. He's Another nice. Rescue. Yeah. Okay. He's got severe issues. He, we, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he I think he has only, a brain injury or something. <laughs> yeah. He won't let you pet. If you pet him, he bites you. It, it, it's light. It, yeah. He won't like sit on your lap, but he'll only go on your shoulder. He's a shoulder cat. And only while you're eating. Yeah. So like you have to be eating and then he'll jump on your he shoulder. He gives affection that way. Yeah. And he won't leave and he'll kind of like hit you in the face with his, his face. Well, Brianna and I and, bought um, sensory toys from Amazon and he loves them. Okay. So I think he has some sort of developmental issue or something. I will say that the one thing about Dusty that I do like is that he's kind of like Rocky. He scared Rocky away. Yeah. Because I think Rocky thinks he's crazy. <laughs> so Rocky will they go each other off down. on his own more now. So Rocky doesn't give me the stress that he used to. So I actually, think you're scared because like I won't say no to cats. Like if somebody drops off a cat or whatever, I'm on the waiting list for a pregnant cat to foster. Yeah, that's not happening. Yes, it no, is. No, that's not it's happening. I'm waiting. I no. want to give a pregnant cat a foster home. Okay. If, if that happens, we got to get rid of the other two cats <laughs> no, and the guinea pig. No. <laughs> so this is... All right. So there you go. That's... I mean, it's not as... I mean, you'd look more sad. Like, like you know, if it was between the cat and you, you're not sure. There is no blue in me right now. <laughs> It's all red. <laughs> all right. So that's right. your anger with all right, me. So those are my I get two it. Yeah, those are my two things. Fine. All right. Well, we got some sponsors today. We always thank you guys for um, honoring our sponsors by using the links with our show. 
Um, all right. So this episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. We are a cereal family here. Kids, we, all of us. I think that's from you, Scott. You genetically gave them the love of cereal. And The you cats know, love it too. The cats, they do. They love Magic Spoon. Everyone loves this. Rocky, Dusty. They like the cereal milk. So, yeah, growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But most of us had to give it up because it was full of sugar and junk that you really shouldn't eat. Or you had to switch to, like, what are those those bad fiber cereals that nobody wants to eat? Well, Magic Spoon is different. It's a hit. It has all the flavors you love, but without the bad stuff. There's zero grams of sugar. There's 11 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. There's four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes amazing. Honestly, it's too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash KYA to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code KYA at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash KYA and use the code KYA to save $5 off. And we thank Magic Spoon for their yummy cereal and sponsoring our podcast. We have a new sponsor today. Oh my gosh, this one was such a treat. Such a treat. Brooke Linen. Oh my God. That we are actually doing this episode from the bed. We won't get out of bed. We won't. We have actually, they sent us all the sheets, you know, the blankets, everything. And then since they've sent it to us, we yeah. have not left the bed. It, it's wonderful. Yes. Brooke Linen. It's been 14 days. <laughs> you, won't, you won't see me make the bed often. I am a purple, but with Brooklyn and I'll make it just because it looks nice now. So Brooklyn and was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost them an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklyn and as the first direct to consumer bedding company, they work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting, so they are confident you will love their products. They even offer a money-back guarantee. And not just an any money day back guarantee, a 365 day money back guarantee. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear. So you can match your bed and more. Like I said, um, it's been such a delight having Brooklyn in. It really is. Rich and Vicky have done such an amazing job. <laughs> there is, I've heard this. I'm not sure. Okay. You know, like on Starbucks, like sometimes you get something off the menu that they don't have. Ooh, yes. There is rumor that you can actually get Rich and Vicky to come. What? Yeah, and make the bed with you. Kinky. Yeah. Okay, so it's 2021. Do something nice for yourself and start the new year. To help you do that, Brooklinen has a special offer. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code KYA to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. That's brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code KYA to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com and use promo code KYA at checkout. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, All right, Scotty, let's take it away. All right. Well, everybody knows that I have a thing for shaman. You know, I love shaman. I didn't know that. You know, I'm always searching for a good shaman. 
Um, you didn't know that? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm always, I'm always trying to find a shaman. <laughs> um, it's like one of the things about me, you know. Yeah, like, you and my, your shaman. I, in my spare time, I, I research shaman, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, I try to get them. Right. But um, so. <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, like kind of tell people what a shaman was. Yeah, what is a shaman? And then maybe like kind of what they do. Okay. And then maybe we'll do a little something with that. Okay. So a shaman is like a priest or a, or a priestess. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and they usually use magic uh, for the purpose of like curing the sick. Okay. Um, they kind of can control events with their, with their, I guess, their magic. Okay. Um, they connect people to the divine, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, they can access spirits, you know, from the other world. All right. Um, and they can, rea- uh, you know, they could, you know, alter realities and perceptions. Okay. Um, thing, things like that. They can All see, right. like, good spirits, bad spirits, stuff like that. So, so like, a conduit between planes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and, and there's, there's, I think, like, shaman kind of work in four main fields. Like, mm-hmm. there's the healers, the shamans that will heal you. Yeah. They have shamans that are, like, soul retrievers. Okay. They, they like, kind of... Like gather souls, like they retrieve your soul. Like they help you find yourself. I maybe okay sure. Uh, then they have like spiritual healers. So like they're not healing yes. your, your physical body; they're healing, healing your, your mind, your spiritual body. Okay. And then they have like uh, like messengers, like that will send messages. Okay, interesting. Yeah, those are the types of shamans. So so I thought it'd be fun to you know play a little game. You you know the game Simon says. Um, I'm familiar with it. Like Simon says, put your hand yes, on I, your hat. Yes. Put, Simon says, put your hand on yeah. your nose. Put your hand on your stomach. Oh, right. Simon then, didn't say. Right. Yeah. Okay, exactly. got it. So I think we play a game called Shaman says. Shaman says. Yeah, it's an original game like me, just like Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Shaman says. <laughs> Do you want to play? Yeah. Can we All play right. at home? You can play at home. Listeners can play. Yep. You, All right. You just need a friend, um, or you can play alone, like Jumanji. You can play that alone too. Um, <laughs> you know, not as fun, but. You know, shaman says it's definitely more fun with a partner. Okay. okay. So I'm just going to use uh, different shamans, their first names. Okay. Okay. So Shaman Joe, it's, it's a female, uh, she has a practice. Okay. So what you do is you, she will slide her hands under your back. Okay. And while you're on a bed, you, okay. you might have your blue line sheets, and you remain like that for a long extended period of time. Okay. So she's like putting her hands on your back. You're on the bed. Yeah. And uh, basically what she's trying to do is teach you how to release fear. Oh, that's interesting. That sounds comforting. Well, it's, it's, well, yeah, it's comforting, I guess, at the end. Mm -hmm. But while you're doing it, it's very What does she do? She just puts her hand on it. Because like her hands are there and you're like. Does she move them? She, she might. I don't, I I don't know how far the hands go, but um, it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Oh. Because it's like she's kind of like a stranger. Okay. Uh, she probably, you know, she might have just like tried to put a bike chain back on, so her hands might be dirty. Right. Um, and you know, your the hands are there. Okay. So you're trying to get rid of the fear. All so right. That, so what's the game here? Uh, that's what Shaman Doe does. Do you believe that's what Shaman Doe does? Yes, I yeah. believe that somebody okay. does that. So that's Shaman Joe. Oh, okay. So it's like yes, truth or no truth. Right. Okay. Got right. it. Okay. Shaman Mandala Priestess of the Mount Shasta Goddess Temple. And you're not making that up. No, shaman. <laughs> I said shaman. You know, shaman says. If I okay. say shaman, All that right. means, yeah. Okay. Okay. So let me say it one more time. All right. Shaman Mandala uh-huh. Priestess of the Mount Shasta Goddess Temple. Okay. Okay. Now she has dedicated her life mm. to the female mysteries. Ooh. I mean, I have too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Does that, does that make me a shaman? You could be a shaman of sorts. Yeah. So, living amongst the women here. Right. In this household. Yeah. Now, it doesn't say what these female mysteries are, <laughs> but she has dedicated her life to them. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might take more than one lifetime. You might need to be like a Buddhist. Yeah. Do you think you'll lifetimes. learn all our mysteries in your one lifetime, Scott? I, I don't think you can. <laughs> you definitely have to be a Hindu or a Buddhist and reincarnate to figure that Just one to keep out. keep going. Okay. Okay. And she has a lot of healing practices. And if you want, she can even marry you. Oh, so excellent. A shaman that can marry you. Shaman says. Yes. Okay. I, I, that's interesting. Okay. All right. Our next shaman, Shaman Elizabeth. Mm. Now she can retrieve your soul. Ooh, what does that mean? Well. Where'd it go? What, well, that's what I was wondering too. <laughs> like, where did it go? Um, they, basically, she says, you lose your soul maybe possibly due to a trauma. I believe that. You do? Okay. I understand that. Like, it's like a disconnect. It's just like a disconnect. Okay. Like a lost soul, like in uh, Soul, the movie, the Pixar movie oh, we just yeah. saw, kind of like a lost soul. And she goes, and you know how they all like stand around the lost soul and chant and do drums, and then it it like reveals it to them? That's okay. what she does. All right. So Shaman, Shaman Elizabeth, <laughs> but here's the, what else she does. Okay. Now she's going to, to get this soul back. Now in the movie, they, they use like that guy on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. On the well, astral plane. Yeah, on the astral plane. Uh, she's going to use feathers. Mm-hmm. She's going to use some eggs, mm. candles, okay. drums, crystals, and she's going to use all these things to figure out uh, why you're so uneasy and why you have this lack of well-being. Okay. Okay. It's really, and, and she calls it a shamic, shamic extraction. A shamanic? Or a shamanic, sh- yeah. Shamanic. Shamanic. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm going to say, I think I... I'm going to contact her. Yeah. I think I'm going to try that one. I think a lot of people on Facebook right now in life need need her. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people lost their souls. Yeah. <laughs> I, their I, minds. Really, I really want to kind of figure out like the drums and the eggs combo. Like, like what, what, what are what, they for? Yeah. Like, like do they smash them with the drums? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the next one. That's just you should call her up and just ask her about the eggs. Like questions about the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> so shaman says. Are they so, boiled? So, like what? Yeah. So yeah. Shaman okay. Says. Got it. All right. So right now, if I was going to go to one of these shamans, it's her. Oh, I'd go to the back one. All right. He loves to feed on your vital essence. Who? He visits loved ones. Okay. He can cause mischief. Uh, he wanted to go mainstream. He lived in Louisiana. Uh, he was in love with someone named Sookie. Oh, stop. So this... Oh, that's so random. Yeah, th- this is this is a shaman or no? No, no. You took Bill, yes, from True Blood or the Sookie Stackhouse series. Weird. Bill Compton. Can I just say something odd? Okay. I started rereading that series last night. You didn't. I swear to God. All right, the show's over, people. This is so weird, Scott, because like we don't. I went on in 2008. Yeah. There is something called the Sookie Stackhouse series and True Blood was based off of it, but True Blood was awful. And the Sookie Stackhouse series is really good. And there's like tons of books, by the way. And yeah. anyways, and I, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to start rereading it. So I got the, I found the first book again and I started reading it. And then you're talking about Bill Compton from the Sookie Stackhouse series as your joke. Yeah, maybe it, no, maybe he's really a no, shaman. No, I think we had a soulmate telepathic <laughs> astral do. plane session where we discussed this. We did, and we're not Weird. playing flames. Okay, okay. So yeah, so if you were playing along at home, that was not a shaman says. So if you if you thought so, you were out of the game. You've mm-hmm. lost the game. Okay, so you it is vampire lose. Bill Compton from Bonton. <laughs> what is it? Bonton. 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 Uh, Louisiana. Right. <laughs> it's a good series. All right, the next book rack. Yes, is shaman Jake. Angelique. 
Now, he says you dress up in a fur hat with horns, <laughs> you paint your face red, white, and blue, and you storm the United States Capitol building. That's that yeah, QAnon shaman. That's the QAnon shaman. Crazy person. Yes. Okay. And also eat vegan. Make sure you, you know, while you're storming the Capitol, make okay. sure you have vegan treats with you because he only God. eats vegan. Right. So, got it. Shaman Jake. Oh. Shaman says. Gross. So you, All right. So if you do that, you know, okay. I don't think we should lump him in with any other shamans, honestly. Okay. So take him off the list. All right. I'm still going with Elizabeth and the eggs and the drinks. I don't know. I like Joe. Oh, you like Joe? With the hands on your back? Yeah. Because we've been in bed. That's why. It's comforting. Yeah. We've been in bed for 14 days. I love she's trying to release fear from people. I think it's lovely. Yeah. She might be trying to also get you out of the bed. (laughs) Lift you up. Yeah. Please get out of bed. Okay. (laughs) Shaman Kamala. She will create the love life of your desires. Ooh. She creates... Sex magic mm. for manifesting your dreams. You're going to learn about BDSM. Oh. I don't know what that is. Do yeah. you know what that is? I think so. You do? Yeah. Okay, we'll have to ask one of our listeners. Oh. You will learn about kinks. Oh, my. Is that like a music group? Yeah. Okay. Uh, tantric guides. Hey. And you, there's different levels of membership. Oh. Okay. For the diamond. Okay. If you want to be a diamond VIP, you know. I'm a diamond member at Hilton, but not <laughs> for Shaman Kamala. That's two half days or one full day. One full day with Shaman Kamala. You know how much it is? How much? Four grand. What she do? What she do? Well, that's what she does. She's going to teach you about all these things. All your tantric ways. Tantric B D M S M R W G L I Q T F. Great kinks. All these things. Okay. So I was actually thinking, this gave me an idea. Oh. I'm not calling her because I'm not giving her my four grand. But I was thinking, do you think anyone would pay me <laughs> that much money to spend the day with them? And talk to them about their kinks? No, I wouldn't even talk to them. Like we could, we could talk about anything. Just like, to a, spend the day with them. I have me. a feeling like some of our clients might outkink anybody's mind. Yeah. Like if you're going and you're spending four grand, like you have some yeah. serious – you know, yeah, you're serious I, about this. I mean, I know people would probably pay for a grant to spend the day with you. <laughs> I don't know if they pay it for me. They probably make me pay them. So, oh. like, if, you know, if I if I like say, hey, you know, it's oh, four, they'd be like, oh no, you pay me. I pay you. You pay me. Yeah, I don't know, give me four grand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Shaman Kamala, that seems a little. You know, it, sometimes people need a little help. Yeah. You know, reclaiming their sexuality, and it seems like she helps them do that. Yeah, you really need to be into four letter acronyms. <laughs> If you're into four-letter acronyms... She's for you. She's for you. Okay. A red woman puts a spell on him to bring him back to life. Hmm. He speaks to wolves. He knows nothing. He's a bastard. He rides dragons. Oh, God. And he's going to kill, I think, Daenerys. What was her name? Daenerys. No, what was that? Melisandra. Oh, yeah. So, so that's from Game of Thrones. Yeah. The, 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 you, did you write down her name? No. That, no, I, you, didn't even, you don't even know what I'm talking no, about. No, no. Big and nerd, you're not a nerd <laughs> no, enough no, no. to say this stuff, okay? No, no, I meant it to be Josh. I know, no. but the shaman oh, who did it yeah. was Melisandre. Oh, well, oh, okay. Okay, don't All come right. to the nerd table if you can't keep up. Right. All right, you, you win that one. <laughs> yes. Um, but again, if you thought that was a real shaman, you're out of the game. <laughs> All right. All right, so there's only three people left playing now. Here we go. Last one. Shaman, and this one is so off the wall, I can't even say their first name because mm-hmm. Shaman A will bring you on a journey into the Matrix Evolution Ascension. 
Okay. Is that like you watch all episodes? Yeah, of you watch the Ma- all the Matrixes. Yeah, the, yeah. With Keanu Reeves, right? Yep, just binge them. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently not. Oh. Yeah, I think they're making a new one too. They are. Yeah. So it's not that you watch the Matrix. Okay. You are going to intuitively transmit to the Acturian Galactic <laughs> Confederation. Okay. Using. <laughs> Sulfageo frequencies <laughs> to assist you in your matrix evolution. Okay, so, and this is not an episode of Star Wars either. Uh, not Star Wars, Star Trek. I thought maybe you watched Star Trek yeah. while watching the matrix on two different TVs, but no. The Arcturian Galactic Confederation is where you have to go. Uh, you must know that to get the full stimulation, then you will transfer. I fell asleep. Yeah. Well, this is so confusing to me. <laughs> Basi- basically, you have to get all your Satan I- a- AI out your of your system. Your Satan AI? Yeah, your Satan AI. Okay. You, that has to get out of your system. All Otherwise, right. you will not be able to get into the Matrix, and you will not be able to get into the Galactic Biosphere. Do you biosphere. detox and stuff? Do they make you like drink things and do things? And I, I think so. I mean, Satanic AI, is that like it's artificial intelligence? Yeah, I'm just thinking like they... I, a lot of these like things are like get rid of anything that's human yeah. inside you and stuff like that. I think it means like you can't scroll on your phone for seven minutes, and then <laughs> and then you're good. Yeah, if you could just take <laughs> if you don't look at your phone for seven minutes, you are sufficiently you, detoxed. You, you may join the Galactic the Federation. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then you you get into the what's called the Galactic oh God, Biosphere. More? Yeah, you're in the All Galactic right. Biosphere. What do you do when you're there? Uh, well, then then there's a oh, oh sorry, then there's the Matrix Evolution Secession. Oh, so. I, you know, I feel like, you know, once I went, um, when I was in high school, we had to, oh my God, you know, we had to do all this like CCD, so like Catholic education stuff. And I, I had to go to this um, service and it was like for this youth development, there were tons, and everybody started speaking in tongues. Hmm. And they're rolling on the floor and they're all speaking in tongues. And the people I went with were all speaking in tongues. And I was just like sitting there, like, I can't be the only one that doesn't feel any of this <laughs> you know what well, i mean and i feel like if i went to that galactic thing that would be me too like uh why it, aren't i in space <laughs> i just thought of something what do you remember when you told the story on the podcast when you that night that you don't remember anything you went to bed like at 6 30 yeah and you woke up oh my god you might have been doing the matrix evolution ascension I thought about that that was a different thing but yeah and you might have went to the galactic biosphere yeah did this whole thing, you know, the, the, the confederation of the Churian I got still don't you. know what happened. I, I was either abducted by aliens or I just took something yeah. and passed out. Beam me up, Scotty. Man. Okay, thank you, Scott, yeah. for the Shaman Says game. We uh, know more than we need to yes. about so, the Shaman, the menu of services on Shaman plates. You're welcome. And websites. You're welcome, people. Thank you for that. Okay. Okay. So two more ads for you here. Um Okay. Oh, best fiends. This is fun. So life is all about connecting to something bigger than day-to-day worries like family, community, and even yourself. But at certain moments, like when your kids somehow manage to smear chocolate cake on the ceiling, you need more than a sense of connection. What you really need is a break. That's when I like to clear a few levels in best fiends, the five-star rated mobile puzzle game. So, you know, like I, I said this in the past, uh, 
Brianna and I play it together. Uh, we talk about what levels we're on and we joke around with it and we'll even trade phones and help each other out and stuff. Um, it's fun. It's just kind of like I, I connect with her and it's just something to do like when you're waiting around or you know, you're know you in a waiting room or you have to kind of wait in the car for somebody to get in there. Little things, little times like that. So um, it's fun. It's cute. It's very engaging. And it's just, I, honestly, for me, it's a way to connect with my kid. So it's kind of fun that way. So... Yeah, Best Fiends is the can't put it down mobile puzzle game that's free to download. Free to download. With over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Befriend a cast of fiends who will help you solve each level and defeat the slugs, the slimy but cute baddies. Once you download Best Fiends, you can't put it down. Get used to telling yourself just one more level. With Best Fiends, the fun never ends. And no exaggeration, there are 5,000 levels and counting. So if you were worried you'd get to level 3, 3,247 and run out of fun, don't be. There's always another update, whether it's more levels or fun changes to the game based on fan feedback. Just don't blame us if you end up kind of obsessed. Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's Fiends, I'm sorry, so it's friends without the R, Best Fiends, B-E-S-T-F-I-E-N-D-S. Do you know who I've been uh, playing with? Who? I've been playing Best Fiends with Shaman Mandala Priestess of the Mount Shasta Golden Temple. Oh, my gosh. She is fantastic at it. Does she play on the astral plane? We do. We play with the Galactic (laughs) Confederation sometimes uh, while we dress up with horns and red, white, and blue paint. And work out your kinks. Yes. Okay, cool. This sponsor is new. I'm so excited about this because I'm a crazy cat lady, people, and it's Kitty Poo Club. Oh my gosh, I'm not, hear me out. Are you a proud cat person like I am? You love your cat, but that doesn't mean you love having a litter box in your home. Kitty Poo takes care of the more unpleasant parts of cat ownership so you can get back to loving your furry friend. I'm serious, you, there are, oh my, okay, I've been using it a few days and let's be honest, they're cute and they're clean, but they're stinky and the kitty litter completely masks the odor. I'm not even joking. It's like amazing. They And it comes in this box that you throw it out. So you never have to deal with like cleaning an actual litter box or anything like that. It's just, it's this disposable, really cute litter box. Um, I absolutely love it. And the cats are super picky. My cats are picky. Dusty and Rocky are picky. And they love it. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I have really one problem with this. What? It's too good for them. <laughs> it is just too good too for good. Dusty and Rocky. It is really good. I want them to leave. No, it is. They, it's like they appreciate it mo- so much. Yeah, I know. Because they, they, yeah. they're they're so elitist, and this really fits their elitist attitudes. No, we're, we're making it too hard for them to go. <laughs> I love Kitty Poo Club is an all-in-one litter box solution designed to be convenient for you. Every month, Kitty Poo Club delivers an affordable, high-quality, recyclable litter box that's pre-filled with the litter of your choice. The boxes are leak-proof, eco-friendly, and have a fun design for every season. Right now, Ski Slopes is the design. When the month is up, just recycle the box. And Kitty Poo Club will automatically deliver a new one to you. No changing used litter and no more cleaning the box. You can customize your order based on how many cats you have and what type of litter they prefer. And Kitty Poo Club has a no-risk 
risk guarantee, so you can easily customize or cancel your subscription anytime. So give yourself the gift that keeps on giving the whole year a Kitty Poo Club subscription. Right now, Kitty Poo Club is offering you 20% off your first order when you set up an auto ship by going to kittypooclub.com and entering promo code KYA. Just go to kittypooclub.com and enter promo code KYA to get 20% off when you set up auto ship. That's kittypooclub.com. And don't forget to enter promo code KYA at checkout. Dusty and Rocky. These, these two cats, yeah, they are manifesting. <laughs> they're manifesting I their mean, best life. They have you, their private concierge. <laughs> Fight doing, all their battles Doing them. everything for them. They got this great litter now. Kitty poo club. I mean, it's like the Waldorf here. It is. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's talk about some aura stuff. So I wanted to make this episode kind of twofold. Like one, how you get what you want out of people. And two, almost like an inward look at what your own turnoffs are. Because I feel like when you see what your own turnoffs are, you can see how maybe um, like what the relationships around you can either get from you or not get from you, um, how you can sometimes make... Uh, judgments about people that could just be about yourself. So it's very inward. And then like also in life, we it's unavoidable. You have to sometimes go through people to get what you want, like be it a relationship or work or coworkers or, you know, somebody, you know, that your mom friends with or something like that. Like you need to know how to deal with people. And I think, and I, cause I see this all the time. There's a lot of miscommunication. There's lots of misinterpretations because we do this thing and I learned it in therapy. It's a real thing. It's called cognitive distortion. And that's, we all do it. It's, it's where you think everyone thinks like you. And that's not true. We don't. None, you know. And so in aura color, you can kind of understand, okay, this is how I am. And this is not maybe how other people do things. It doesn't mean they're trying to be intentionally rude or anything like that. But Understanding that about yourself first can make you see where people that you have to kind of go through to get things or like whatever, like you can see where maybe you got to work around them in order to get what you want. So like in most things, how spirit works is understanding more about yourself helps you understand about other people. And then it, then the frustration goes to, they don't always see themselves. But like I said, in life, sometimes we have to go through people to get what we want. So I wanted to talk this episode. So I'm going to go through each color and it's going to be how best to kind of work that type of person and also what that aura colors, that type of personalities, turnoffs are. And big thanks to the Mystic Michaela spiritual family because as always, I just said, hey, what are your biggest turnoffs in aura color? And man, I got a great thread, a great response. And um, I was laughing. It was hysterical. It was actually very, very insightful and helpful. So let's, let's talk. So yeah, so like I said, you you have people in life you just can't always get around. Like I said, maybe it's a boss or a coworker, a friend, a significant other, even, you know, a parent, a sibling. We need to know that our own personalities can kind of also turn off others. <laughs> so, it's a twofold thing. You can see how to deal with people in your life and also this is a more sensitive thing as it always can be when we see ourselves as others do. A way to see how you yourself can be manipulated by others, can be viewed by others. If you can see that about yourself, even though sometimes it's a little sensitive or it can be a little vulnerable at first, that something you do can come off rude or insensitive, you know, or just the wrong way. 
you can see how other people are responding to you. And, you know, the control always exists inside of you. When you understand more about how you operate, you have way more control over how other people are going to respond to it around you. So let's, let's dive in. So this is where this started for me. I'm like a lot of you, you know, on Facebook. I'm in this one Facebook group. I never participate, but I always kind of, I don't know, it's interesting. There's like 30,000 people in it. They're mostly women. And a lot of these women are on online dating and they'll like screenshot their conversations um, with them and like a, you know, a, a potential guy that just doesn't work out. And then usually the caption is something to the effect of, I hate online dating. I feel hopeless. Like, I can't believe this guy said this, what's out there, blah, blah, blah. So this happens all the time. It drives me insane. Because I could tell you in two seconds what's going on in aura color here, but it's not the group for that. So I think that they, they would think I was crazy or something. And like I said, I never participate on there, but it was driving me so insane. I'm like, hey, wait a second. Because there was this one conversation that really got me. And so, um, I, of course, I looked at her picture. She's a yellow. And she posted some, this was like a screenshotted conversation with her and this online guy she was trying to know. And her first question was, hi, you know, they matched. So her first question to him was, hi, what are the top three things off your bucket list? Okay. That was her question to him. And then he automatically says something snarky, like why you want to know or something like that. And and then she's like, you know, I'm trying to, and then she responds back something like, well, I'm trying to be helpful or blah, blah, blah. And then he responds back something snarky and then she gets angry and then he gets snarkier and then it just, and then she just, it just explodes. And then she's screenshotting it and putting it on here and everyone's like, poor you, don't worry about it. There's plenty of fish in the sea. What a jerk. Da, da, da. And I'm thinking like, okay, so I looked at her and she's yellow and yellow people do tend to ask questions. And sometimes, and I was seeing specifically with her, she does the interview thing, which I get it. It's kind of like her way of getting more meaningful conversation from people. But this guy, and I'm assuming he was a green, he felt, he, he sensed it from her. Like, don't just take, don't you, it's a line to him. Like, it's not authentic. It wasn't real. And so he got snarky as a way of being passive aggressive towards it. And yet yellow people hate passive aggressive behavior. So then, you know, it just set her off. So what she didn't understand was like her question wasn't authentic. Like, I feel like she was probably using that, you know, for one, a lot of people, like what's the top three things on your bucket list you want to do. And two, I feel like it was also her way of almost checklisting people, which is probably something like her ego did in online dating to make it harder for her to find somebody. Cause remember your ego wants you to stay the same. So when she's like online dating, I can see her probably constantly doing these self-destructive subconscious tactics to almost find a reason why this guy isn't good. And like whatever his top three bucket lists things were, I could tell it, let's say he did answer it. And I could tell her like picking it apart, like just dissecting it into just, just, oh, I can't, this won't work out because you like to mountain bike and I don't do that or like something like that. And, or you like Paris and I've been there and it's awful or like something like that because her ego is taken over. And, and sometimes with these energy exchanges, like we don't know what's going on and we make it about the small thing that's going on, like this little conversation they were having, but it was so much bigger. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if she could just see that that's a turnoff to him and he's green and he doesn't like to be questioned like that. Um, and if he could see that his passive aggressive behavior towards your question was turning you off because you're a yell, like it would be just easier and we could have, you know, saved a lot of time here. 
This is what happens to me when I'm online. Okay. I go through these rabbit holes and I get very stressed out about people not knowing their aura colors and that their life is continually spiraling online dating. And I just want to tell them, but I don't, you know. So anyway, so here I am. And this is the birth of this episode <laughs> was that Facebook exchange. All right. So let's go through each color and let's just get right into it. Um, and let's, yeah, let's start with yellows. Okay. So again, yellows. If you have a yellow person in your life and you need them to do things for you. There's some stuff that works and there's stuff that doesn't. The one thing with yellows is you have to kind of give them a little bit of, you got to butter them up a little bit. Yellow people do a lot of work. They're very perfectionistic. They like things to be well done. They like their systems and they're proud of how they do things. If you just say something like, my gosh, I love how you know you set this up at the office or that's so sweet how you color coded the coffee in the pantry <laughs> at work so we know what days, who's who, who's the coffee person this week or whatever. If you just like stop for a minute and be like, you know, thank you for that. Like I noticed that you did that. I noticed you're trying to make everyone's life easier and I, I appreciate that. It goes miles with them. It really does. Or like they try to look cute. Yellow people usually try to look cute. So if you're just like, oh my gosh, like where'd you get those that scarf from? It's really sweet. It's a cute scarf. It's little things like that. It helps them open up and listen a little bit more. Um, also, the thing with yellow people is they'll they'll do you favors, but it has to be quid pro quo. Like they're not going to just do something and th- they're very actually wary to being manipulated. So like if, if you ask them for a favor and then there's nothing back... You know, that's not cool. You know, they they don't, yellow people, because they're independent themselves, do not like hand-holding other people. They'll do you a favor, but then hopefully, like, you use that favor to better yourself and you don't just end up in the same spot. So if, like, you know, here, my I need a ride home from work today. Can you help me? I'm having some issues. Okay, sure. But if that turns into an everyday thing, all of a sudden the yellow is like, you know, I feel used and like, no. So... A little thank you gift goes a long way with a yellow um, quid pro quo. Like, what can I do for you? Also, yellows, you know what? You know, when you write an email to them, make sure it's grammatically correct. It's like a sign of, okay, you cared about this email today. Because they're going... When yellows open up an email and there's spelling mistakes or just like the your, your, and your are all mixed up or little things like that, it, they can't not see it. It's not that they're being critical or judgmental. It's just that they're like, oh... It hurts their brain or little things like that. So if you take the time to, if you're writing to them an email or whatever, and you're, you're using good grammar and you, it shows care and compassion for them and they like that. And they're immediately going to be like, oh, okay, what, what is he, what does this person have to say? Um, looking nice and presentable, you know, is, goes a long way with yellow people. Again, yellow people tend to, uh, see things that the rest of us don't, they see details. And so details can really irk them. And so if you pay attention to the details for them and you kind of want something from them in return, you know, it's nice to try to make sure that they're not turned off by you. So like looking presentable and like, over, and also with yellows, they're very into consideration. Be on time, be considerate, use nice language, bring a hostess gift. Okay. Do like the social protocol things, do things that are polite. You know, you're a gentleman, pull out their chair, things like that. It means a lot to the yellow people. Be clean. Don't be eating messy with crumbs all over their nice carpet and not say anything about it, like not offer to clean it up or whatever. Um, they like reciprocation, yellow people do. Like they'll do for you, but they don't want to ask anything in return. They just want you to kind of do that. Uh, so gestures are very appreciated by yellow people. You know, thank you notes go a long way. Um, 
Sometimes, like, just with yellow people, they kind of want to do it anyways. So if you say, if you need something from a yellow person, if you just kind of say it and then also let them know, you'll step completely out of their way to finish it. They're like, okay, this is better. Because, like, they, they don't mind doing things. They just don't want ever to be told how to do it. So, because these are their, man, their, their turnoffs. One of them is micromanagement. So these are their turnoffs now. If they have a task, they just walk away and let them do that. Like, just trust that they're going to do it fine, just the way they're going to do it. Walk away and just expect to see it when it's done. Do not get in on their system. They, you'll, you'll lose them. Um, oh, another thing, mansplaining, or just even with yellow guys, like, just don't explain things to them. Don't mansplain. Like, uh, they get it. They, yellow people, like when you tell them something, they get it. Sometimes they don't always have a facial reaction. Yellow people, they, they'll just absorb. Mm-hmm. I understand. That's it. I've got it. That's why yellow people get sometimes a reputation um, for being cold. They don't even know they're doing it. It's just when they hear things, it they take a minute to process it first. Doesn't mean they're mean or cold, even though some people can take it that the wrong way. And if you're yellow, you have to kind of understand that about yourself. Sometimes your active listening or your emotional responses are a little bit hesitated or paused versus like the blues or the purples or the indigos who are like are immediately like, oh, like big facial reactions, big noises. What's going on? Oh my gosh. Like yellow people aren't, they take a second. And their big thing is like, if you explain something to them, they get it. They don't need you to keep going. It just, it pisses them off. So don't do that. Mansplaining. Not having receipts. Big turn off. So here's, I mean, they don't want you to say something that they can back up with proof. And then let me explain. So like, for example, let's say, oh, I didn't call you back because I was driving at that time. Okay. You better expect, I mean, there's many examples of this, but you better expect that the yellow will look up what your driving distance was, the time of the call, they'll get some calculator, some mathematical precision, some algorithm, and they'll figure out how you are lying. <laughs> they will figure that out. Um, you know, there's no way at this time when I called you, like, just be honest. Because the thing with yellow people is they trust that they have the receipts and they will bring them up. They do not enjoy being lied to when they are such fastidious detectives. So if you're going to say something, you better be, it better be true because they do not expect them not to come back to you with receipts. So they, I guess like don't expect them not to say what they already know to be true because they just happen to, like I said, they have an eye for detail. They're really good detect. They do detective work. It's just natural to them. So you can't really get away with a lot with them if it's not true. So yeah. So have your have your backup, have your receipts if you're going to make if you're going to say something. Make sure you know that that's true what you're saying or you can back it up. Um like I said, a turnoff is a big thing. People that don't reciprocate gestures. That bothers them. By the, just pausing here, yellow people like it, it, different aura colors have different amounts of turnoffs and different yeah, different amounts of turnoffs. Yellow, you'll probably have the most that I can, only because, like I said, they have attention for detail more than other colors. And and it's not a bad thing. They can have more boundaries more than other colors. So if it like, but if you're yellow, purple or yellow, blue, you know, when we talk about purples and blues or indigos or whatever, whatever your counter color is, your other color is, that's where you're going to have to watch it. And sometimes you got to lean on this color if you're yellow indigo, for example. Lean on the yellow so that you know people can't manipulate you. And also where you can be self-aware. Um, but continuing with yellow, because they do. They just notice more. So they have a little bit more in the turnoff department. Rude behaviors out in public. Uh-oh. No. 
Do not do that. Do not swear loud in public. That's not nice. Don't come to dinner looking sloppy at a nice place. They do not tolerate you being rude to service staff, waiters, et cetera, any of that. Um, You be polite and normal and you act appropriately when we're out. You'll see that too, like yellow moms with their kids. Oh, they are sitting and they are good little boys and girls at that dinner table (laughs) because it's, it's how yellow people show care, compassion, and consideration for the people they're around here. I will act appropriately so you can enjoy your time and I can enjoy my time. It's, it's just how they are. Um, so that's a big turnoff if you come and you're sloppy and you're, and you're being rude or you're being demanding or whatever. Um, dependents, they do not like dependent people because yellows are independent people who can do things for themselves um, because honestly, they see that as a sign of love for others. It's a sign that yellow people show consideration and care. You don't have to worry about me. I got it. That's their way of showing love. So like... I don't know. It's your mom. Hey, mom. You know, I made this doctor's. I got it. I I make my own doctor's appointment. You do not have to make doctors. I go myself to my doctor's appointments. You do not have to go. If that's a yellow mom, okay, that's her way of trying to make sure you don't worry. That's her way of showing love. Now, if you're the blue kid, you're like, oh my god, why am I being rejected? Like, why is she rejecting me? See, it's a miscommunication because that's how yellow people actually show love by being very independent. But to the empaths in in the yellow's life, it can be like, why are you putting a wall up to me? So see, it's like a miscommunication. Um, do not try to manipulate them. They do not like that. Don't even try. They will shut that down. Yellows also cannot let stuff go. Like I said, passive-aggressive behavior. They can't let it go. They just can't. They just can't. You lie to them. You're passive-aggressive. They'll call you out. And also yellows with passive-aggressive behavior. Growing up, for example, my sister's yellow and my dad's green. So he would do things like my sister would have like, um, I don't know, like little things that she liked the way they were done, like laundry, for example. Like she liked it done a certain way. And my dad being green liked it done a certain way, but his way. So they would like, he would mess with her. And it was like so, as the indigo in the house, it was so stressful because she would be so upset. He took out my clothes too quick. He didn't use cold water and she would do it herself, but he would like mess with it just to bother her. Oh my God. It was like World War Three, And you just, you can't do that to yellow people. Just let them do, just let them do things their own way and just let them be. Otherwise they get anxious and upset and then they, they, they really don't like you. So like, it's just not good. All right. So that's yellow. That's a long one, but I had to make it I had to go. I had to go with them first, um, because, like I said, like that conversation with the yellow person asking the green what the top things off his bucket list were. Like, come on, like it's he doesn't like that because let's talk about greens. So, like, you have a green somebody in your life you want to get something from. Okay, you need them to be on your side. You just need life to be easy with them. This is how you deal with greens. One, just ask them directly for help. They, they, if they can do it, they will. Um, and if they can't do it, they'll usually learn. So like, let's say like, I don't know, you, you want to, this is my life. You're like, ah, I don't know how to like work my water heater or something. Ask the green neighbor. He'll come right over. Do, do, do. I'll fix that for you. Or like I'm in Florida. So hurricane shutters, I have my green neighbor. The first time I never put up hurricane shutters before. I never understood how to do certain things in the house when there's a hurricane coming. My green neighbor was happy to show me. Here you go. Do this, do this, do this, do this. They love to help. You ask them and they love it. They will definitely help you if they can. They, they, they just, they do that. All right. So ask them directly, but you have to listen. So when they say something, don't be like, but what if I do it? Nope. Listen to what they say and just say, okay, got it. Don't try to be like, what if I do this this way? Or I don't want to do this. It's like, why are you asking me for help? This is exactly how you do it because they're very particular. So you have to listen to them and the advice that they give you. Um, 
Yeah. All right. Maybe this is my own tactic. (laughs) But if you want a green person to do something for you, maybe you have to make it seem like they know better than you. Which honestly, most time I've ever asked a green person for something, that's true. Um, So I guess what you don't want to do is be like, oh, I totally know how to do it. Or I could look it up on YouTube, but I'm just going to ask you. No. Just be like, hey, you know how to do this. You're the expert. Can you please help me? Right there. Just be vulnerable to their knowledge. It's okay. They like that. They'll help you more. You know, maybe using words like, I need your expertise in this. I know I'm not quite sure how to do this. You know, this isn't clear to me. Can you please help? You starting that way, the vulnerability makes them more willing to help. Um, because they kind of need to be the expert, you have to acknowledge that a little bit. So kind of buttering them up, like, oh, thank you. I wouldn't have been able to do this if you if you didn't help me. Just kind of like, oh, I didn't, you know, you know, you're the expert. Can you come help me with this or whatever? You know, maybe it's at work when the accountant helps you out or somebody in the legal section. Like, hey, can, you know best what this fine print's saying. What, can you explain this to me? You know, starting it that way is a nice way to help them want to help you. Um, like, don't lead it. Don't try to get them to fit, fit in their box. Like, again, they hate interviewing questions. They don't like answering questions about themselves emotionally. So maybe, like, skip that part. Turnoffs with greens. Uneducated claims about anything, okay? Like, if you're like, oh, this person, I don't know, he's against this or he had, uh, I don't know, if you'd make a claim like, oh, well, there's addiction in his family or just whatever. It's like, they'll ask you like, hey, what's your source on that? How did you research that? Cite cite examples. (laughs) Be prepared. If you have an opinion or if you want to say something or if you have like, oh, I heard this happen. Oh, no. They will ask you for your sources. They don't like idle gossip. They do not like everybody just saying a free for all. Like, oh, I think this, I think that. Opinions are okay. But if they start to sound like fact, they will say, hey, wait a second, let's talk about that. Or if you make some sort of like claim like, oh, climate change isn't real. Oh, hey, wait a second. Let me just pull this up. Actually, and and it's not rude. They're not trying to fight with you. It's just they'd like a discourse now. Now you got them going. Now you're going to get the discourse. And they will not let it go. So yeah, turn off is if people just make blanket claims about things without proof. Because they won't, they want the proof. Green people live in proof. They like the proof. Um, big turnoff for green people. They're not willing to learn something, or they're not willing to do it correctly. I think, like, uh, and and back just with green people and being kind of more engineer brained or independent, or ch- they enjoy a challenge. Let's say. Um, you know, you want to, I don't know, retile the bathroom. You better, you know, let's learn to do this. Let's learn to do it correctly. Let's let's get the right tools. Let's let's not just, you know, half-ass it. Let's do it 100%. That is very uh, much a turn-on to a green <laughs> versus a turn-off when you're just like, ah, I don't, I don't want to do it the right way. I'm just going to do it my way. I'm just going to wallpaper over the paper. Oh, my God. Don't stress out the green people. Um that's what I would do, wallpaper over the wallpaper. <laughs> you know, so no, we have to steam it and get the right tools. And da, 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 da. No, that will turn off a green. Um, does not value a dollar, okay? Or they're wasteful with like resources or things or they just throw things out. You know, green people, like, they don't like waste. Like, let's see how we can salvage this. Let's see what else we can do with it. Let's store it in our garage for years until one day we might need it. <laughs> Inconsiderate. Um, to things that represent respect, okay? Like, 
This is the neighbor that is not super cool with your dog peeing on his lawn, okay? Uh, some people are like that. You, you're purple. You might be like, hey, man, lawn's lawn, okay? There's raccoons peeing on your lawn. Why can't my dog pee on your lawn? You know, green people might have an issue with that. They might think of it sometimes like with green people, the lawn is an extension of the carpet of their in their home. And even though like I don't relate to that, like I respect it. You know what I mean? So like they that's a turn off to them. So if you want the green person on your side, you have to do things that they understand or, or you know are respectful to them. And one of them is like maybe not eating in their car or I don't know. You're in their office and. You, you know, you sit in the correct seat that they have for you, things like that. You have to kind of use their frameworks. Otherwise, it's a big turnoff. Let's move on to red people. Okay, so I have a red husband and my eldest is red. So I know lots about reds, lots about the red people. This is red people. Everything has to be their idea which is super annoying and it can take time. So timing's everything. So you can like drop an idea and then walk away from it and then they'll figure out a way to make it their idea and then it'll happen. Now, I'm not saying you have to put up with this. I'm just saying that like if this is a person you have to deal with in your life for some reason, this is the best way to deal with them. I'm not always like, I just want to make clear, I'm not always condoning all this behavior. I'm just saying that this is kind of generalized ways like different aura colors work. So red people, and I will share with you a marital story. Um, we have vertical blinds in, we live in Florida. The sun sets directly against our house at 4 p.m. like every day, you know, depending on the time of year, like around then every day. And it is hot as Hades, like in our TV room. And you need the blinds. Well, I don't know, like 10 of them broke off. So we have... <laughs> very crappy looking vertical blind situation right now. And it's not that hard in my head. There's this guy in the neighborhood and he comes and you just call him and you're like, please fix these. And he comes and he fixes them. And it's not a lot of money. Okay. And it just, it just happens. And if I were handier, I'd do it myself. If my red husband were handier, he could do it himself. Like if I had a green, okay, maybe they just go do it. But neither of us are handy. So I'm like, let's just call the guy. His name's Dwayne. Let's call Dwayne and have him just come and do it. Oh, well, that was World War III. Megan, we can go to Home Depot. We can figure it out. Like, hey, you can figure out. I don't know how to do any of this, okay? So like, I'm totally cool with calling Dwayne. Maybe it's 50 bucks more than if we do it ourselves. I don't care. Let's just do it because it's hot as hell in my TV room. All right, so this is our fight, right? So anyway, so... Month goes by, all of a sudden, nothing happened, by the way, like we went to Home Depot, we didn't know how to do it, we went to Lowe's, we didn't know how to do it, like you have to cut them to the right size, I don't know, all this stuff. I'm like, like whatever, we let it go, it's still there. All of a sudden, I come down one day from readings and Scott, my red Scott says, um, I called Dwayne. I'm like, what just happened? You called Dwayne? That was my idea like a month ago. And he's like, I called Dwayne. And honestly, like if you were to tell me... um two things, like which one I would believe that Scott called Dwayne or I don't know, like we won the lotto. I would go with lotto because I never saw it coming. But when I think about it, it makes sense because it was a good idea that I had. It's just he couldn't accept it until it was his idea. And that is red people. Okay. That is the red people. You have to make it their idea. Timing 
is everything with them. And it really does depend if they're in a good mood or a bad mood too. Like when the blinds are all bad, I told him like, let's just call Dwayne. And he wasn't happy about it. So like it just combined uh, with my idea, with the his mood, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, so, you know, I put it out there and I, I truly let it go. I'm like, okay, I want to live in a house that's hot. Like in the afternoon, fine, whatever, I'll go upstairs. You know, I let it go. Um, I let it simmer. I let him deal with it himself. And finally, he made the call, whatever. So if you have to deal with like a red person as a boss or a coworker, you know, it's annoying because you have to kind of like, especially if they're a higher up or something, you have to put it there and you got to walk away. You have to let it simmer for them. Um, Emotion does work with with red people. I will say this. Um, usually better with red blues. So if you're just like vulnerable, like, oh, I really, I really need this to happen. Um, I don't mean to be pushy about it. It's just like, I get having a lot of anxiety and then like this is blah, 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 blah. Maybe they're more like, oh, okay. Cause they love to be kind of the hero, uh, in situations. But if you're Working with a red-purple, it's more going to be the flattery that works for them. Like, oh, red-purple, like, I really need you to help me. Um, you're, you're so good at this. You know what's best, da-da-da, you know. So there's kind of, depending on their other color, what works better for that red person. On principle, usually red people are just, especially if they don't know you, um, their first thing is going to be like, no, let me think of it myself. So big turnoffs for them would be just like telling them what to do. Just coming in and being like, hey, we're doing this. Hey, this is my idea. Um, you know, just somebody coming in and it was funny on the page, on the Missing Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook page, we had a yellow member say like, how do I deal with red people? She's a consultant and she's supposed to go into these businesses and she said she figured out green people. They're easy. They just details and they move on. But then the red people, when she's like literally there to tell them what to do, she's a consultant. They're like, no, and they won't work with her. And it's because... And and she was very open to hearing and, and the red people on the page were helping her out. And it's just, uh, it kind of goes like, if I don't know you and you kind of come in yellow style and you're like, okay, here's the plan. Now walk away. Let me finish it for you. <laughs> you know, the red people are going to be like, hey, wait a second. Because they like control. They do like control. It makes it When they know you, they're going to be like, okay, whatever, you go do it because they trust you. But if they don't trust you, they don't know you or they're just annoying because you're married to them um, about blinds, they're going to give you a hard time because they want control over things. Yeah. So um, another thing, peer pressure. They don't like it. I don't worry so much. I mean, listen, all kids go through, like when I when I read children, all kids go through like their phases with there's peer pressure and this and that, and there's all these things that can happen. But red kids, I don't worry about as much with the peer pressure than other color or a color children. Because red kids are like, don't tell me to use. Don't tell me to drink. I'll drink if I want to drink. Don't tell me to drink. You know, it's more like they just have this thing like, don't tell me what to do. Like that's very strong. They're similar to purple people that way but more firm in it. <laughs> Whereas purple people are like, don't tell me what to do, but I'll go do it myself like that. But like red people are just like, no, if it's your idea, I don't want to do it. So peer pressure doesn't really work on them. They don't like that so much. Um, character flaws. Okay. So like, you know, character traits, you know, when I was teaching in school was every month, this month is trustworthy, blah, blah, blah. Trustworthiness. This month is generosity. This month is honesty. Okay. All those kind of like character traits, patriotism, like red people are into that. If you're not part of it, or if you kind of like step away from it or whatever, they don't like that. There's kind of the, the, the stronger just principles of society. You have to subscribe to them. Um, they like the just principles of society and everybody subscribes to them. And that, uh, is something that they hold dear to themselves. Um, 
Oh, and, and another thing with red people, if you just keep talking and you expect them to stay interested, they're, they're not going to like that. You kind of have to keep it kind of brief with a red person. Um, don't expect them to stay interested. You know, they're just, they're not polite enough for that and they don't have to be. Not all, I'm not saying everybody, I'm saying like those people that kind of come at you and they're just like, and then this happened and this and this and that and like, and red people can be like, you know what? I don't want to listen to you anymore. <laughs> and it's just, you've talked long enough. Okay. Like, and then, and that's fine. They'll walk away. But then if you get upset about it, then they're like, I don't care. So that can be a turnoff for them because they can, they see it as inconsiderate if you just, I don't know, want to keep talking about yourself to them. Um, purples, purple people, purple people love to weed out the users. So like, if you want something from a purple person, you better make sure that you don't because purple people are naturally intuitive. So if you're a if if somebody's like a user, they will a purple person will smell them out. Um this is like an example from 18-year-old me. Um when I was less responsible, I suppose, cuz I was 18, but I used to work at JCPenney's in college. I was 18 and it's like I worked with this girl and she was just so rude and she was like I don't know she was um she worked there longer than me and it was really stupid because like at the JCPenney's I worked at like there was a click it was very clicky and I was not in the click which is story of my life and whatever I wasn't like I worked it was, I was in the juniors department and I worked and I left and that was it but I wasn't part of the click and I knew that like there was this click and they would I don't know it's it's really sad like they'd go eat lunch in the food court together and I would just eat it in the back room by myself or whatever and this one girl she was particularly always rude to me but one day she comes up and she's like, can you cover me for my shift? You're like amazing and da 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 Can you just do this? Because I have this place to go and this and that. And man, I had built up so much just quiet resentment for her because she was always like excluding me from their food. This is so sad. Their food court click and just like, you know, talking in the break room and um, just little things that they would do. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll definitely do that for you. I'll definitely cover for you. Did I do, did I cover for her? No, I purple bombed the whole thing. I quit JCPenney's. I quit the day I, I think like 15 minutes before I was supposed to cover for the shift. I'm not proud of this. Okay. Like I've grown. Um, and I realized that what I didn't do is stick up for myself with my words, um, because I was too fearful of confrontation. So I would, I purple bombed it with my actions instead. So this is like, I realized this was wrong, but I did at the time. I can't deny it. I got such satisfaction from knowing that she, she still went in and she missed her thing she was supposed to go to because, and because, um, my friend went in and she said, that I was supposed, I had to miss this, but your girl, Megan, she didn't cover for me and said she quit. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I was a purple, I was more purple back then and I, she pissed me off and she was a user. And so I purple bombed as a, as a punishment. Am I proud of this? No. Was this completely wrong? Yes. Do I actually feel bad about it? I totally do. Cause it was awful of me to do that to her, but that happens. You know what I mean? Like if you're purple and somebody if, if you're trying to if, so, if somebody's trying to manipulate you as a purple they smell you coming and they can't be manipulated by it and they'll do something not only not to just say no but to get you back too so you got to be careful with the purple people 
They're trickier. They're trickier. So it's better to be honest. Because like my husband says, like when you're dealing with purple people, you're not dealing with actual logic. You're dealing with their logic. So it's true. It's like you wronged me and now I'm going to get you back somehow. All right. You don't know when it's coming. You don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to happen. And that's so purple. Like we just, we got our ways. Um, Purple people can be touch and go, spontaneous. So if you're dealing with one, you have to understand that. And purple people like they, purple people do not like to commit to something in the future. Uh, so you have to also understand that and not press them. Because the more you press them, the more they're not going to want to do it. You may not know what to expect with a purple. So you have to kind of think how they're thinking. You have to get in their head. Flattery helps, but you cannot go overboard. Just like with that girl with me, like she she was nice to me. It was too little, too late. You know, you would all, I, I knew you were fake. You didn't mean it. You just wanted something from me. And it actually made me more angry than if you continued being the same. It's almost like you thought I would fall for it. And that made me so angry at the time. Now looking back, um, sharing your own vulnerabilities is important when you're dealing with a purple, just being really honest, just, you know, they don't look for perfection in anybody, um, but they hate when you hide their imperfections from them. So being vulnerable is a great way to to connect with a purple. Um, being willing to make it about them. Hey, wouldn't it be fun if we did this together? Wouldn't it be fun if we did that? Like include them. Make it fun. Make it make them part of it if you want something from them. Make a real connection, a real bond, a real friendship. Purples don't like to do stuff for strangers or people that they don't have that for. They don't like to do favors for people that they're not connected with somehow. So, and make it a real connection. Actually be friends. If you were dealing with a purple person, find a way to be friends with them. Like for real, for real, be friends with them. And it'll just be easier to, and more fun, honestly, to collaborate with them and whatever you are collaborating with them with. Turnoffs, arrogance. They're not into it. Don't, don't start with them. Purple people get a bigger picture. Okay. So you try to come in like you're, you're too hot to trot or whatever. They pick that up immediately. Like, oh no. Okay. Uh, cocky, full of self, all that kind of stuff. Know it all. Do not parent, talk down to them or parent them or be all dad to them. They don't like that. Um, and they will go against it on purpose. Don't do that. Elitist behavior. Oh, they'll push that button. You come in acting like, oh, I went to this school or I go, I, I don't know, I drive this car or I'm part of this club. Oh, are you? And then they'll push it. <laughs> then they'll push, they'll push some buttons there. Oh, you know what I heard? Oh, you think you're this? Oh, you think that? They're, they, revenge is a dish best served cold for purple people. They will hold on to stuff and figure out a way. So you don't want to come in acting elite or this or that. It's a big turnoff for them. It does not impress them. They do not like people with closed minds because they're not very, they're not judgmental. Um, like I said, you can be uh, pretending everything's perfect in like a marriage or a relationship or friendship or work or this or everything's perfect in my life. No one's purple, perfect. Purples don't judge it. So you can't hide it. So they hate when somebody does that to them. Huge turnoff. Be yourself. Indigos. Indigos and blues, you're going to see it's, you know, as I go through both of them, they share a lot of these things. Indigos. So Again, you you just tell the truth. Don't make up weird, elaborate excuses. Like, you don't want to go out to lunch because you're taking a nap. Just say it. Honestly, they'll be more insulted because they feel you're lying than if you're just honest. Because they understand, like, the whole, 
I want a nap instead of go out thing. Like they're okay. They can, they're actually okay with that. So just, but they're not okay with you making up elaborate, like, oh my gosh, my car broke down on the side of the road, blah, blah, blah. Like don't, don't bother. Um, yeah. So, and, and they also hate that you'd think they'd fall for it, you know, cause they feel everything. And like I said, indigos are like human lie detectors. They can feel it. So indigos, you want to get them to do something, really listen to them. Like really listen, really um, give them their creature comforts. If, if, you know, it's, a, I guess like encourage them. It's okay to nap. It's okay to self-care. It's okay to um, do this or that. Like they, they enjoy um, people that understand that them being, insulated as a person is okay. It's okay that you don't text back all the time. That's okay. You know, they, they don't like it when you take it personal, when they just need their kind of isolation time. So that's, that's a way to understand indigos or if you have to work with them. They, you don't take them personally when they're kind of quiet. That's really important for indigos because indigos into little, goes in, go into little isolation moments in their life. And if you take it personal, then the indigos get sad or defensive or they feel bad or they get avoid, they can avoid you. So it's just easier to be like, oh my gosh, don't even worry about it. I, Totally get it. Do your thing. I get it. When you when you are ready, we'll talk. Um, indigos, if they have like emotional moments, this is for purples too. Like if they have emotional moments, just kind of let them do their thing and let them kind of like, okay, you're emotional, whatever. And, and usually they'll come back around to you because indigo people can feel bad. So after maybe this is a friendship or a relationship or something and your indigo person has a rant, like an emotional, like, I don't know, I feel this and this and I'm just having a moment and whatever and it's all coming out right now. Give them like, I don't know, a few hours and then you're going to be like, hey, I'm sorry if I was a little bit erratic. You know, they'll come back to you because they hate things not feeling okay. So a big way to turn them on or to get them to do what you want is just kind of let them have their moments and then let them come back to you instead of trying to fix it yourself. Let them fix it. They will. Um, yeah, they settle down. So, you know, they, oh, they, they do need to know that what they do was a good job. So when you work with an indigo person, like, hey, you know, the way that you, I really appreciate that you did this or you did a really good job here and, you know, nobody else noticed that, but I noticed that, hey, thanks for calling and getting us all lunch or that was really sweet of you. You know, things like that. They, it makes them feel happy that they were seen and appreciated and that you felt good about it too. Like, hey, you really made my day when you set up this, you know, that makes them feel like, oh, good. All right, good. You notice and, and you feel good because they just want to know that you're happy because they feel it. So if you just let them know that what they did made you feel good inside, that's like a lot to an indigo. It's everything to an indigo. They don't, they can handle critique, but don't go crazy. Okay. So sometimes like when, um, at work, when indigo is kind of here, like you have to start with, when I was teaching, they would say, always start with like two nice things before you go into the critiquing things. So like when you write parents, like, Hey, you know, Johnny, he always says good, hello in the morning. And he always has such a big smile on his face. He's always so, he's always so you can find something nice about anybody to say. So make sure that you start that way with an indigo before you go into, but I did notice just with this, maybe you just want to try to do this a little differently and da, 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 da. So kind of like hedging what you're going to say with like niceties helps a lot with indigos because they're very hard on themselves. Turnoffs for an indigo. Do simplicity. Wait, duplicity. 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 You act like, like, I don't know, like you're out on a date and somebody's Mr. Charming 
like a bun- around a bunch of people and then like one on one they're just like silent like who are you like how did you change so quickly they would rather you be 100% real all the time no matter what that looks like then totally be a different person i think we've all had that experience with girlfriends like you always have the one girlfriend that you don't want to go out with her alone because she around other like i don't know if guys start paying attention to you guys or something it's like where did she go and then she's the one like i'm gonna get my own ride home you're fine right like that it's like whoa big turn off for an indigo don't do that okay like let's be consistently ourselves not change when other people give you attention or or like whatever um because loyalty is a big thing with indigos too you be loyal we come together we leave together we don't do this nonsense like where you i have to like understand that you i don't need a boyfriend so you're gonna be like that big issues People who aren't energetically responsible, huge turnoff for the indigos, having expectations of you that aren't explained, just issues with themselves um, that they expect everyone to automatically feel and bow down to. No, 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 no. And the more aware of an empath you get, the harder this is, the harder this is to deal with. It's just like when people have like their insecurities, but they're not aware of them and you feel them. So like, for example, just, I don't know, like a relative, like, oh, if... I don't know, like your sister-in-law, I'm just making this up. Like your sister-in-law, you know, if I don't call and invite her personally, she's going to get really upset. Even though I already sent like the Facebook invitation to everyone, if I don't text her individually, she's not going to feel like the Facebook invitation was a real invitation. No. Indigo people do not like that stuff. Now you may have put up with it like years ago, but now that you're more aware, you're like, no, flipping, don't put that on me. I'm not responsible for your weird insecurities. That. Indigos don't like that. Especially the more aware they get as empaths. Um, and they do not like bullies. I mean, nobody likes bullies, but like indigos really don't like bullies. And the more the aware, aware they are, like they will be the most vehemently fully advocating against bullies. <laughs> okay. Blue people. You want something from a blue person? Just ask them. They are like, can you help me? Sure. They love to help. They're very helpful. They're very helpful. Um, you know, also like giving them loving advice or feelings checks or just being like a normal person to them. You know, they're very balanced that way. Can you, you know, could you do this for me? And hey, and afterwards, like, oh my gosh, it helped me so much that you helped me pick this out or you set this up. Just so, thank you so much for that. Like just normal people asking them politely and thanking them accordingly is all you really have to do for blue people. They just, they want to help. It's just them. Um, if you're too nice, if you're over the top, it might freak them out a little bit. So don't go crazy. Uh, what else? Oh, they, you have to be honest about how you feel up front. Again, just like the, like, don't hide how you feel. Just like the indigos and the purples, just be honest, just be vulnerable, just be real. Blue people are so good with like children and old people and animals. So if you act like one of those, they're all about it. Like I see this all the time, like with blue people, like if you're lost, they're the ones helping you. Hey, I don't know what kind of yogurt to get in the grocery store. Here, come here. Let me just do your shopping for you. Come here. Like they're just, they just ask them. They, they're, it's almost like they're scattered around by God to help us all. Uh, but blue people do have turnoffs too. And turnoffs are a big like people who aren't fair. Blues are very into being respectful of the rules. And if you're disrespectful of the rules, like, all right, smoking in a non-smoking section, or again, like, I mean, just bad, you know, bad manners to the people around you, um, 
having a superiority complex or grandiose nature, doing things that aren't 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 good, things like that. I you know, blue people are like, hey, that's not right, and they will tell you, just like they tell a kid, um, well, we don't run in here. No, that's we don't do that. No, no, no. Come here. We're not doing that. And they'll because it, it, I do see blue people act like mom or dad a lot. Like, here, let me help you. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to do it this way. And they have a way of doing it, which is very nice and usually doesn't put people on the defensive, but they do not like disrespectful behavior. Um, my daughter's kindergarten teacher is blue and she's so lovely. Um, she's such a nice person and, and she's blue. She's so blue. And I asked her, they'll go above and beyond. And I asked her just a question. I try not to ask my teacher. I try not to bother teachers too much because they're going through, especially these days so much. But I emailed her. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm just a little nervous about Abby, my five-year-old, her reading level. Like, you know, this is what I think, but I don't know. Can you please help me? So I just asked her, do you know the response I got back? I got back. She tested her the next day. I get back. You know, Abby comes home with like this little certificate that she made. She's so proud of herself on what reading level she is. I get... Uh, a text photo. She texts me this photo of Abby doing something in school. Like all this stuff, just because I asked her and said in an honest way, like, I'm a little worried about it. Can you help me? That blue person here, let me help you. And I just wrote back, like, I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much. You just put me at ease. And it was just such a nice exchange. That's the thing with blue people. Like they're kind of easy that way um, because they do give people. And that's the other thing, like with turnoffs with purples or turnoffs with blues or indigos, you get a lot more passes with them. They, they have turnoffs, but they're kind of a more deeper, deeper, deeper thing because those colors can kind of feel intention. So if you're intentionally awful as a, like if you have an intention that's very, very deep seated and, and malicious on purpose, like a lot of people are just in a bad mood. So they're rude. Okay. Blue, indigo, purple people, we can deal with that. But if it's something that's like, they're purposely trying to get you and you can feel the difference, that's where it, and, and not everybody, most people aren't like that. So it's more passes, I will say, for, for those colors. Okay, real quick with the, um, with the, rare, the more rare colors, because I wanted to talk about turquoises and pinks. Turquoises, you know, how to get what you want of a turquoise, you, you got to stay out of their way. <laughs> I think like they, you, usually turquoise people, they, they have their way of doing things. And you just, you kind of want to meet them where they're at, connect with their point of view. Turquoise people have very big hearts, very big feelings. So if you're inconsiderate and you don't own that, they can have a very, very strong reaction to it. So I, a big thing with turquoise is just in general is if they tell you something like, listen, I feel this and this and this and this, you know, sometimes it's explosive at first. You wait, you know, like, let's let it settle and then let's talk. Just be like, you know what? Believe them. Believe them. And be like, I understand how you're feeling. And I'm I'm sorry that that, that we're having this conversation. Let's make it better. You know, just meet them where they're at. Don't try to make them def- – don't, don't try to tell them that they're wrong. That's not going to help a turquoise at all. And actually, it's going to make it a lot worse. So meet them where they're at. That's a big thing with turquoise people. And then pinks. You have to kind of have fun with pink people. Buy them cute things. It doesn't matter how much money you spend. Just here's try. Like I got this funny sparkle nail polish for you. Like they love that. They're kind of like kids that way. Big turnoffs for paying people. If you're cheap, if you're a party pooper, and if you're a meanie, it's kind of like dealing with a six year old. <laughs> but 
<laughs> no offense, Pinks. That's why we love you. Because you're like kids. You're like big kids. So if you're like just kind of like low vibe, like meanie, like they don't like that kind of like be fun. Let's connect on this joyful level. And if you can't do that, it's like, oh, big turn off. Can't play with you. All right, guys, I hope this helped. This was just fun. It was just kind of a fun go through of everything. I hope it gained you some insight, some help with how you can deal with people in your life moving forward. Thank you guys so much for listening today. You know, this podcast is for you and about you. I appreciate all of you so, so much. And you all take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, it's Unsolved Mysteries, The History of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for The Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.